Welcome to the Wisdom for Life podcast with David Baker. David was a former paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne Division and for over 30 years has been a preacher. He has written five books and is an Amazon number one best-selling author. He is the chaplain at the county jail, pastors a church, and is the father of 11 children. Yes, 11. This podcast is here to give you wisdom for your family, your marriage, your children, your finances, your health, and your life. And now, the host of Wisdom of Life podcast, David Baker. Hello and welcome. My name is David Baker. Welcome to the Wisdom for Life podcast. We're glad that you're here and excited about today's lesson. As you can see, we're still teaching on children, okay, and problems and issues and things that come up. It is amazing the problems that parents face with their children, and um, many times we don't know what to do. The Bible does, okay? So we want to give you some wisdom, some advice. By the way, if you do have a question um, that's in there, ask pastorbaker at gmail.com. If you got a question, we'd be glad to uh, include those in. And um, I'm excited today. It's, uh, this is posting on my birthday, 57 years old. Just a kid, just a kid, 57. <laughs> By the way, when my dad was 57, that was old. Um, but now uh, it's not. So don't feel that way, except there's a spot in my back that, um, boy, it feels, makes me feel old because you creak around with it. But the rest of it, your brain, and um, I just want to run 100 miles an hour. I feel that way. So what a blessing that that is. I'm still blessed to have my mom and dad. My dad's 86. My mom turns 84 on the 4th, and I am 57 on the 5th. Write that down. Okay, date 50, the 5th, February 5th. Anyway, I joke with my mom, the best birthday present she ever received was me. She went to the hospital on her birthday to have me, and I was born the next day. Nine pounds, 13 and a half ounces. Hey, if I get fat, okay, then uh, there's a reason why I was born fat. But uh, anyway, all right, uh, we're going to jump right in and get into these. And I'm not going to take time to review. Hopefully, uh, if you're just finding this, you can go back and listen to the other ones. But these are the 20 top problems that uh, that uh, kids have. And then we're going to go through adult children and go through those also. All right, stranger danger and safety, teaching kids about safety, awareness, and potential dangers. Okay. Um, I, I could find this for you or you can go look it up, but it's amazing. There's a guy who does it like men on the street interview but he goes to a park and he um talks to the mom uh, the mom's sitting on a park bench and uh watching a kid play and say hey you teach your children about strangers yes and uh stay away from them right and say hey would you mind could i practice could i see if i could lure them away and um they got a camera and you know he's a professional person she's like yeah they won't go with you but yeah you can try that and so he'll use different things. I have a puppy or some candy or something like that. Hey, your mom wanted me to come get you and uh, she's going to be over here. Can you come with me? Okay. And, and I don't know how many times the kid says no, but all the clips there, the kid is going right along. And then they, of course, go to the mom afterwards. The mom says, I taught you. Don't go with strangers. Don't go with strangers. But children... Their brain is many times not that way. You can teach them and train them. How many times have you told them, put your shoes up, close the door, turn the light off, make your bed, whatever. Their brains aren't fully connected. The synapses and all the wiring is not really there. They're not there. Now, yes, we warn them. Yes, we teach them. Yes, we train them. Don't go with strangers. Don't talk to strangers. But that is ineffective. And this guy shows it by going to the park and going, yeah, the mom says, yeah, my kid won't go with you. And next thing you know, they're walking away and the mom's like, what in the world? It would be that easy for someone to abduct my child? And so here it is. Teach them, train them about that. But in honesty, it's you, mom. 
It's you, Dad. It's your responsibility. We have 11 children, and praise God, as far as we know, nothing like that happened. But we were and are vigilant. We are with our children. We know where they are. We know who they're with. And it's somebody that res- that is responsible with them all the time. Friends, family, all that stuff, it's gigantic. Let me give you a couple things. One, no sleepovers ever. You ready? No sleepovers ever. By the way, Fox News article last week talked about how sleepovers are gone by the wayside. They have another term. They call it. They go over to the friend's house and they stay till bedtime and the parent comes and picks them up. Um, By the way, I've done too much counseling. I've heard too many stories. Those are not good. You don't trust little Johnny? No. Make no provision for the flesh. No, I don't trust Johnny or Susie. Um, kids are kids, whether they're experimenting or playing or have no idea what they're doing or it's innocent or um, no, you don't do that. It, it's You watch them. There's a sin nature. There's the flesh. And uh, by the way, this was when I was a kid. I know of things that have gone on that shouldn't have gone on. Now today, Nowadays, society, they're pushing that. I saw the other day some 20... 27% of the next Gen Z thinks they're something other than traditional heterosexual, you know, and um, man, it's just natural for a sleepover to play and, and do things that they shouldn't do. So no. And we told our kids from the beginning, none of our kids have ever been in a friend sleepover. Not going to happen. And we're not going to do it at our house just for principle because then we're setting that up for somewhere else. Now, have there been people that have stayed over? Yeah, the missionaries' family. They stay at our house while they're going through and everything is set up and checked and make sure that things are the way they're supposed to be. And um, and my wife, um, I never go into my girl's room without knocking on the door. They, they know if there's a knock on the door, it's dad. And uh, my wife uh, can go in the room anytime she wants and, and none of the boys go in the room without knocking. So typically the door's not locked uh, so my wife can go in at any time. And uh, not that you're expecting or looking for things, but uh, to know that it's always there. This is my room. (laughs) Sorry, you didn't pay for this room. This is my room. I just let you live here. Um, All those type things. And by the way, it's not just people you don't know. It's friends and his family. To hear the people that talk about being molested and how many times that is a relation. It was someone close to them. Amnon had a friend. Who was that friend? Jonadab. Who was Jonadab? His first cousin who talked him into raping his sister. Okay, Um, and so it doesn't matter. Friends, doesn't matter. Family, doesn't matter who. Sorry, we are not going to put our kids in situations where those type things can happen. Family events are are a big deal. You got a lot of kids around. Could two people get away and mess something up or do something? Yes, constantly. Where are they at? What's going on? What are they doing? Making sure they're in crowds, groups, open things there. Yes, Okay, yes. Teach your kids, train your kids, tell them don't go with strangers, practice, do scenarios, act things out, act like a stranger, have fun with it. Um, That's the best way to teach and train them over and over in your family devotions for things like that. So hopefully if a stranger ever did uh, come, uh, then would would take them away. They wouldn't take them away. But do not trust a kid, okay? You're responsible. That's why it's amazing. We, you know, When I was a kid, it was different. I mean, bye, Mom. See ya. Where are you going? Into town. Okay. I'm going on my bike. It's 10 in the morning. When do you be home? Sometime. <laughs> Drive it. Come in at 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Time for supper. Um, it's a different world today. Uh, it's a crazy world. It's gotten waxed worse and worse, as the Bible says. So safety, you can't. Oh, you're just a controlling, manipulative, non-trusting parent. Call me whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, My kids don't have the scars of those abuses on their life like so many people do because they were casual, and now it turned into a casualty, okay? So 
Again, teach them, train them, but parent, that's up to you. You want to make sure of that. And don't put your kids in situations where those things can happen. Um, it's always a who. You know, you did you did run well. Who did hinder you? You should not obey the truth, okay? Um, a big deal there. All right, uh, let's see. The next one. Um, peer pressure. We talked about this as far as with our friends, but I want to talk to you about peer pressure um, specifically and something I think that can help with that. Um, so the pressure of peers going the wrong way, we have to teach and build our kids up a resistance where they are not going to go the wrong way or go a different direction than somebody else, okay? They're not going to follow them. My son, if sinners entice, they consent thou not. Teaching that, scenarios of that. Uh, Dr. Hiles used to say how his mom would take um, liquor ads out of a magazine and liquor bad, alcohol bad, whiskey bad, wine bad. And and you train that enough that when someone goes that way, the flag goes up and go, whoa, 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 I can't do that. I can't be around that. And so you instill that in them. Um, again, who they're around is a big deal. You want to make sure as much as you can, they're not around that. But peer pressure, how can you go against the flow? How can you go against the flow? Interesting, when I've done the study of Proverbs, it's a 20-year study, talked about it before, but the number one thing that Solomon taught his son, the thing he taught them more than anything was his tongue, his words, his mouth, his lips, his speech. Almost 200 times in one book, Solomon talked to his son about his words, his mouth, his lips, his speech. Why is that such a big deal? James says if you can control the tongue, you can control the whole body. We want our teenagers to control their body, but it starts with yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, please, thank you, don't interrupt, and here we go, we don't say those words. We don't say those words. So the Bible says we cannot speak the things we've seen and, seen and heard. The natural way of man is we repeat what we hear. What happens if we hear things and we can't say it? What you're going to do is to build up inside of you a resistance to go against the flow. I heard it, but I can't say it. The Bible says, I cannot but speak the things I've seen and heard. There's a desire to repeat what you hear. Monkey see, monkey do. Um, take any little child, and when they start acting and talking, what do they say? They say what they've heard all the time. Um, one of our kids was sitting in a high chair, okay, and he was two or three or something, and uh, he was talking to mom. Well, mom's busy. She's you know cooking and cleaning and getting ready for things, and and so that he wanted to make sure mom was listening to him. So he said, mommy. Mommy, look in my eyes. Like when I'm talking to you, look in my eyes. Why do you say that? That's what he's heard for us. Hey, son, son, look in my eyes. Okay. I want to make sure I've got their attention. So they're to look in my eyes. Kids repeat what they hear. Well, if there are words that they hear that they can't repeat, they will build up inside of them a strong thing with that member of the tongue to control that. For instance, there are words that are not curse words but that we don't let and want our kids to say. Our kids don't say, we don't say, they never heard me say C-R-A-P or B-U-T-T um, or any kind of, of potty language or slang um, or anything. I said, we don't say that. Now, are they going to hear that? Absolutely. Are they going to hear that in church? I mean, not by me preaching, but are they going to hear that from somebody else and be around? So you hear it, but I can't say it. And so we're building up a resistance against that. And I would encourage you to do that. Uh, don't just look at, well, that word's not that bad. Okay, that word's not that bad. Get as strict as you can. We don't say that. Everybody says that. No, everyone doesn't because we're not. By the way, make yourself live by that and teach your kids to live by that. Um, remember one time one of our girls came home and said, Mommy, Mommy, the teacher said a curse word. The teacher said a bad word. And like, 
okay, what'd they say? And like, okay, thank you. We'll take care of it. And we didn't want to say it wasn't a bad word because they weren't allowed to say it. Um, but, but again, that builds up that you want to do, okay, how does someone get strong? By resistance, okay? Uh, you have resistance training, whether it's an elastic band or a, or a weight, um, but you get strong by resisting, by pushing back. And we need to have our kids and teach our children how to do that. My um, oldest daughter, um, the, at the time, a lot of the kids were not doing well. There was um, teenagers and rebellion and men doing wrong, and they were trying to push her to do wrong, to do bad, to, um, to mess up with a boy. And uh, peer pressure, strong, hard pushing her, trying to get her to do this. And um, she's like, no, not going there. She said, look, I could become like you guys any day I want, but you can never become like me. I'm waiting until I get married. Peer pressure against all the kids, all the friends, everyone going the wrong direction, doing the wrong things. No, I'm not doing that. Her first kiss was at the altar with her husband. His first kiss was at the altar. And I said, you may kiss your bride. How special is that? How do you get that? Pushing back on the peer pressure from the little things. We don't say that. We don't go there. We don't do that. Building up just like a weightlifter would. You're pushing back. You're resisting against that weight. Now you're building up that strength. You want to teach and train your children and have them to do that. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Wisdom for Life podcast. If you have any questions for us, email us at askpastorbaker at gmail.com, and we will answer them in an upcoming podcast. The email is askpastorbaker at gmail.com.